Hello. You're listening to K and K Real Talk. We are a literary podcast where we deconstruct books about the Black family. Yes. If you're interested in making change, join us as we uncover the United Independent Compensatory Code System concept for the victims of white supremacy by Neely Fuller, Jr. Join us because in our day-to-day world, we are silly, primitive people. We are not counteracting the problems that we have in this life. So what do we do? How do we function? Are we constructive or are we leading closer to our demise? Our podcast gives you the tools for you to determine what is best for you in your respective world. We are not the know-it-all or the be-it-all, but we do encourage you to do your own research and join the journey with us in discovering what is needed to improve our situation in our life. Our children are dying. Our brothers and sisters are not together anymore. The black family is suffering. What are you going to do about it? Because it's not nobody else's responsibility to save you. You save you. Join us. K&K Real Talk. AfroSoFly.com, a revolutionary brand that uncovers the truth about the powerless experience of the non-white community. Are you interested in wearing and using affirmations to better your point of view in self, in others, in life? Try finding peace and uncovering the truth about your world around you. Yes, visit AfroSoFly.com today and enjoy the Pink Trilogy poetry series. Pink Canvas breaks down the heart of an untrained woman. Pink Lotus represents the determination to self-improve in latest release, Pink Gems, stepping and thriving into your purpose unapologetically. Yes, that's AfroSoulFly.com. Did you hear me? AfroSoulFly.com. Let's get our lives, brothers and sisters. Yes, we are on. Listen, you on from your phone or your computer? Computer. Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) For my computer, sis. I know we ain't going to have 357 chops today. Listen, I don't know when the hell I'm supposed to show. (laughs) I started naming it because, you know, once I did the edits, child and that came up to how much I was like god damn so much so the last show the one call it what you want yeah so it got that name because there were so many edits I had a clever name for the show but I didn't write it down I forgot and it took me a while to put it together like I didn't do it all in one sitting and by the time I went back to it I was like damn what the hell did what did I say I was gonna call this and I was just like man call it what you want and that's how it got its name call it what you want so I love it I love I love how you do 
our show titles, they're definitely an inspiration to me as a writer underneath the master Kahawia, because I've been um, a fan of your work so much so that I've been diving more into my writing abilities. So shout out to you, sis, for always coming up with the perfect taglines that describe our process and understanding what the hell is going on <laughs> in our respective lives. Because to me, I feel that the things that we talk about, the things that matter to us, we're so rare in thought. And rarities used to be upheld and treated with respect and loved on and nurtured. Um, but it seems like there's, I don't know, I don't want to say there's no place for us, but I'm i am finding myself barely able to be received. It's just like, oh, okay, you deep. Yeah. <laughs> and it just sits there. It's like, okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a definitely, um, but you know what I say to that? I say this level of rarity certainly aligns with what Mr. Neely Fuller talks about this whole book. Right. Um, but also it separates, I think it's a, a clear cut way to separate yourself from the folk who are not producing enough constructivity in their life and you don't need to be around them period exactly exactly and this is not to say like throw them away right because we've established don't throw the whole person away but throw them away though yeah and maybe not away in the trash but away over there Mm-hmm. that intimate space you know you have your your boundary space so you have your like Sister Kahawia always mentioned, your family are the people who live in your home. And then the extended family outside of your home, now there's levels to it. You know, you have inner circles, outer circles, outer, outer circles. So some people may have been in the inner circle or maybe even well within the family that you may have to move apart from mm-hmm. and have them in the extended space. And that's just because you recognize that your level of thinking and processing is so different. When you find yourself having to explain, you have to explain your soul or the reasons why you think the way you think, you have outgrown your circle. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that that pain, that growing pain is so real that you will dim your own light to remain from what is comfortable to you. But change requires discomfort change requires you to be disciplined and to constantly remember your worth so brothers and sisters we are doing the work with you and we are excited that you're in this space and understand that everyone is not going to go along with your journey some people have to be left to decide and that is okay so constantly remember your worth and as you remember your worth and you go back to assessing your own self-value Get rid of motherfuckers in your phone. Listen, if you ain't spoke to folk in a year's time, and I'm going to say a year, right? Because for some of us, it's harder to let go than others. Now, how is cold? If I ain't spoke to you in 90 days, what the hell you still doing here? But for those of you, you know, a year, you got to contact in your phone now. Business is one thing, right? Because you're not going to talk business 
um, every day. So I'm not telling you to get rid of people that could potentially feed you or put food on your table. But these other motherfuckers that's just in your phone taking up contact space, get rid of them. You ain't going to call them. And they ain't going to call you. You holding on to a memory and a dream and let that shit go. And for every person that you let go, your value go up, child. Yeah, I like that. Yes, I, I like that. New code, new code, brothers and sisters. If this is your first time listening to K&K Real Talk, we are a literary podcast deconstructing the book, The United Independent Compensatory Code Sister Concept for the Victims of White Supremacy. It's a compensatory kind of racist code revised expanded edition by Mr. Neely Fuller Jr., and he has nine areas of activities he breaks his book up into. And we are in at the eighth, almost at the end. We are at the eighth area of activity, which is S-E-X. Let's talk about sex, y'all. And Kiva say we almost at the end, but this book got 500 pages in it. <laughs> <laughs> We're only on page 275. <laughs> we have come to... Almost the end of the areas. The end of the areas. That is true. But honey, <laughs> no end of the end, even still. Oh, Lord, I love my sister. Always <laughs> keeping it. No, look, one thing that is another code that you may want to consider and adopt, choose people in your life that are not going to yes you, but to give you their true, authentic thought. Whether you like it or not, honey, that is a part of your process. Authentic thought, and let me tell you something about my boundaries, honey. I don't play by them bitches, and anybody can go to her. Yes, and in those boundaries, and in the type in the um position of sex, Mr. Neely Fuller says that no non-white person should ever consider being with a white person sexually. Child. Period. There is no experience you need to have because they have been destroying your kind for centuries, for eons in relation to sex. This anti-sex um, position that we have now, what we call the LGBTQAI, that group of folk, that it totally relates to anti-sex. It is not the true natural law of sex. And according to Mr. Nilly Fuller, he suggests that we do not ever play in that category because we will automatically be manipulated and it causes confusion. Honey, we're going to keep it all the way real. Mr. Nilly Fuller suggests don't none of us have sex, period. Yeah. <laughs> if we ain't, if the sex is not being, if it's not being had to replace the system of white supremacy, racism, and produce justice and peace, it is ineffective and it shall not happen. And I'm not gonna hold you. I never wondered if he was married until this damn chapter. You know what? Yeah. And I didn't find nothing that said he had a wife. Cause I'm like, do he have children? Cause did he ever have the sex? And now I'm like, this man is talking like he don't like he don't he he never even had sex. You know how good it feels, sir? And maybe he do, right? And I'm and I'm not saying this, you know, with a disrespectful air. I am saying this with all curiosity attached because, um, sir, and in Kahalia code, I'm fucking. Now, <laughs> granted, 
qualify your sex partners, right? Because everybody's not qualified to fuck you, suck you, lick you, however you want to be doing in your bedroom, on your balcony, in your kitchen, wherever, right? That's your business because my business is mine. I do very much qualify my sex partners. Like, just it's, it's, it's not enough for me to like you. What are you about? What is your mind? Like, what what is the last book that you read? That's the question that I ask when folks want to court me. And how long ago did you read this book? Because mm. motherfucker would say a good book that they saw somewhere. Maybe they did read it, but they read it 10 years ago. You ain't read a book in 10 years, and you trying to get in my coochie? Oh, no, sir. No, no. Yeah, no, 100%. Because we want to eliminate any belittling emotions, and feelings we have about ourselves like the restoration of our confidence to recognize that we are worthy of greatness we are worthy of living and treated and being treated well is a part of eradicating the system of white supremacy which pretty much means to replace the system of injustice with justice so in that regard the combination of activities that you practice in relation to sex it's so important to ensure that you are choosing the best qualified person to in to engage in such a spiritual realm. Because if you're left and after you invite somebody into your intimate space and you're left feeling disappointed and depleted, depleted, drained, unsure of self, clinging to emotion and a feeling that the other person has no desire to fulfill not catering to your emotional attachment, not catering to the fact that you want to engage even in more, that is not the person to choose. And that is not the person to seek. And it's very important that, because oftentimes, in, I mean, look at the, the media and the news when you read a lot of um, situations, especially when it becomes female and male violence towards one another. It's always in relation to somebody not wanting someone or someone cheating on somebody. Wow. You getting into this space chasing someone. Intimacy is real. And I agree with him. I mean, I know what you're saying because he is a little harsh on this sex topic. <laughs> like he ain't enjoying the feeling. The feeling of sex is amazing. However, I for one don't want to end up in fetal positions crying and sad after an encounter. It feels so good when you have it and as soon as it ends, is a horrible feeling because you're not getting what you want. So the constructiveness he's trying to put on the subject, like, yo, make it constructive. Make it make sense. No, absolutely. I agree with that. You, you do the activity and then you ready to hit the, you re, you studying. You, you done had sex, but now you studying. Now you in school. Now you at work. You still able to function and be in constructive routine. Sex makes sense. Right. But if you having sex and now you in your room and you can't do nothing else but think about the person that don't want you. And even if they do want you, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Where's your business? Where is your business, honey? Get you some business. And how you know it, because some of us think we got business, but let me ask you if you have, think about it. Are you a person that asks someone have they why they haven't texted you back? Sure. Or why they haven't reached out to you or where they've been or where they, what they doing or what, when they gonna hang out with you if you find yourself wanting to know why somebody hasn't reached back to you you ain't got no business especially if it's only been damn 10 minutes 
Yes. Even if it's been, even if there is a, a span expansion of time, don't fall because I and I'm speaking from personal experiences. Try your best not to fall into a routine of wanting to know what someone else is doing more than what you got going on. Mm-hmm. Because when you start losing sight of self, guess what? That worth value starts to dwindle. The person that tends to choose you, they choose you because they think you got something going on. When mm-hmm. you put all your shit that you got going on to the side because now you into that person, guess what? You become less valuable to them. They're like, mm-hmm. I like you like, having shit to do. Because <laughs> because you become so so absorbed into them, that shit is annoying. And that's an energy that needs to be upkept, like if it's gonna exist. And that shit is toxic as fuck. And what we ain't gonna do, cause child, I done had somebody with too much fucking time on their hand, ain't have no business. No business whatsoever. You talking about just sitting around thinking and waiting for you to come back into their space? Oh, hell no. exactly exactly mr nearly fuller i mean he mentioned it but i was like yo this is not a non-white woman's problem i mean i see some women are going this route but i think majority of us still hold it down to the non-white men well in the black category black category i will speak of mainly which is he says that non-white females should only choose non-white males to be intimate with and of course, it's because we, the focus is to replace racism and white supremacy. I don't see many, at least in my own perspective world, I don't see many of my sisters tapping into other cultures as often. And if they doing it, it's, it's a secret. So I'm not people. seeing it in my world. However, I'm sure seeing it on the internet. Yeah, the internet is having it big time. That's uh-huh. true. Now, perhaps maybe it's not as large as we think, right? And I'm going to even say that, right? Because I feel like even what you're seeing online, it may be pushed, you know, with certain agendas and algorithms and things. Um, But it really totally could be like maybe 30 people out of 100. And I'm using those numbers just to kind of, you know, gain an overall picture. I don't think it's as massive because when we think about white supremacy, right, and how it even still exists, them folks is not trying to fuck with us like that because, you know, it, it removes their legacy. It tampers with their money. It tampers with, you know, all of the things. You know what it's like? What's the, our favorite movie? What she said, you think he will be seen with the likes of you? Mm, yes. Yes, so, a family that prays. I think because the majority of them possibly have that mind frame, the what we see as a lot might just be because we're seeing it a lot, but it's not. Yeah, because it's their algorithm. Right. It's their algorithm. They decide what we see consistently versus what we don't see. And 100%, I agree with that. And that ties into women, women, uh, when Mr. Nilly Fuller has stated that the only people that qualify, like the movie you just said, as women are white women because mm-hmm. they're the only ones that's truly able to function as women because they are protected. Yeah. They're not mistreated. They have control. They have support. 
they're able to enforce rules and regulations in relations to what they want and what they need for their families as a collective bargaining system. We ain't got no damn collective bargaining system. No. We are fractured as a motherfucker. They we ain't got no collectives, nothing. <laughs> Let alone collective bargaining. What? We ain't collected together. We ain't collected. Is collected is when other folks collect us and place us in main systems. <laughs> exactly we are collectively in the prison system because we have been displaced there (laughs) you know but we are not fully functioning and operating the collective of ourselves and i think that's i think that's what he's trying to remind us is because you know when you're being hurt like use the example of a victim somebody is being beaten and brutalized daily and someone asks them you okay you fine yeah i'm fine and they go back to getting beat, back to getting brutalized. And then they keep being, and every time someone asks them, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. And that's essentially what the non-white people have done. We are being brutalized financially, hoodwinked, bamboozled. We getting ripped off on cars, houses, job opportunities, school. I mean, every turn, there's always, we pay more, we get less. But are you okay? I'm fine. And he's like, no, stop saying you are fine. You are not in the category of fine. Recognize the powerless state you are in and hold these people accountable. And Mm -hmm. everybody needs to hold them accountable. And it's that shame component. We really need to remove the shame in this process. because Remove the shame. He said we should be shamed. He said we is pitiful and we should be shamed. When I say remove, so this is how I'm going to amend that code. When I say far as shame, remove the shame to say I am powerless. It's nothing wrong saying I'm powerless. Mm. I don't feel bad saying that. Knowing Mm. who put me in this position. Right. You know, we have brother, it's black magic. We got it. We good. I got my car. I go on trips. It's like, all right, yeah, you good, but as a collective, sis, is what we're talking about. Brother, as a collective, what is our aim? Where is our goal? Where are we shooting as a collective? What are we doing as a collective? What do we agree to? How are we moving? Not a damn thing, because as a collective, we don't even know if we Negro, if we African-American, if we Black, (laughs) if we Native American. We have not collectively decided on identity let alone what else we gonna decide on it's true indeed so in 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 getting to a space of having a the same thought the same idea to be able to solve this massive problem mr nilly fuller suggests that we remove our statements of saying that we are a woman because we need to constantly be able to identify that the white woman is in a different position than us as a lady He said we should use the word lady because we're in a position where we're constantly insulted. We're burdened. We don't have lack of protection. We don't have lack of support. We're generally mistreated. And we have to endure the bullshit from the white supremacist. So because we're not in a position of control, we don't qualify to carry the title as women. Honey, and we also endure that bullshit from our own. And I'm so glad you highlighted that shit. Because I was like, honey, you better speak that word. I think that was about the most word in this whole segment. I was like, yes, you saying something now. 
<laughs> and not that he wasn't saying nothing before, but he wasn't saying no codes I was gonna adapt to because I was like, What you talking about? My sex, not my beloved sex. What you saying? Mm-mm. Yeah. He's just making us think and realize that the sexual activities that we're practicing today, they're all spearheaded by white supremacy. Mm-hmm. You know, and even if you look at porn, who controls the porn industry? Yeah. White folk. And I mean, in the, in the most grotesque porn you see is the white woman signing up for it. I mean, I've, 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 now that I've been on a masturbation campaign, I've looked into that world. I can't stay in that world much long. Once I get my nut, I'm out. I can't stand there looking no long show, no, 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 no. And I fast forward to where I see the black dick penetrating. But I look at what is, you know, what's happening, especially if you look at big black dick double penetration, you'll see mm-hmm. 15 black men on a white woman. And I'll look, I'll scroll through to see how many videos is out there. And it's not sisters doing this shit. No, nah, there are sisters doing it. I ain't gonna hold you. Not There are, but not many in comparison. Well, no. So what's happening, so there are, but wow. they're not, they're not, they're not being penetrated by black men. They're being penetrated by white men. And that's the oh. shit that people feel. Because. I haven't seen that shit. So maybe I gotta put, I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, they're being penetrated by white men. Wow. And they're being degraded by white men. Yeah, because they pro- yeah, and that's another thing too. The white girls, like I'm talking they about the face stepped on. I'm yeah. talking about like really like whereas the white girls, you know, okay, they, they may be allowed up- to choke them, but they're still operating within respectful range. Yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because they had a show called Ghetto Gaggers, where it's horrible to watch. There's a is a is is there's a porn thing called ghetto gaggers and this is horrible because they they get women from outside of the states that are really struggling and that need money and they do an interview in the beginning and the end and you know what's so disgusting about this group they get mother and child mm-hmm. and they will do, I mean as you said step on their face they step on their back smack them punch them like. They're totally violating and disrespecting these women. And, and at the end of the video, the girls are damn near heaving and crying. And they mm-hmm. throw money in their face and the clip ends. Yeah. So this is white supremacy. Even this- some of them, um, you know, like if they um, if they gag on a dick and throw up, they make them eat they throw up. Like, child. Mm. And you see the difference. And again, it just, it never fails. Anytime black women in comparison to, excuse me, black ladies in comparison to white women, you see the difference of treatment. Mm-hmm. I mean, even down to the baby dolls. I mean, this is a little bit off topic, but the white dolls always look beautiful. They purposely make our dolls look crazy. So. Even in some of the commercials, if you look, they'll get the prettiest white woman and they won't get the prettiest of our kind to stand next to her. They'll get somebody that's not really, like we have better stock <laughs> to compete with their greatest stock. But they they know, they have a plan, they have an agenda and they are refining it. And that's what Mr. Nelly Fuller says. And he suggests if we don't get ourselves together, the problem that we are, that we currently have today is going to be a miracle 
is going to take the most high to actually and whatever you believe in to come and, and switch it up because right now is is a is a problem that no one knows how to solve and he's just his book is not even a fully solution based because he says his book is has a lot of missing components he just wants us to be clear on what the fucking problem is honey and even if we go with his right so um because i even thought about it like you know i could see his position because if if all of us agree to never have sex again and i'm talking all of us like every fucking person here alive if everybody agreed to not have sex again Nobody will reproduce another fucking person. And that alone could end white supremacy racism because everybody (laughs) would die and nobody else would be born. (laughs) Like, so if I think along those lines, right, as extreme as that sounds, but, you know, he's even talked about that in um, the previous area of, you know, somebody got to die. (laughs) <laughs> right like yeah. we would all have to be wiped out for the system of white supremacy to not exist right so man yeah it's it's deep. it's deep and it, and the and it's so loaded because sex is not it it is not respected and is misused so much so you have let's and i mean i'm i'm doing my own stats but based on the men and women that i speak of in my life and then my research thus far, eight out of ten children were molested or touched. Mm-hmm. And this is sex. Eight out of ten. And norm and what is known is that most children who are exposed to sex at such a young age, they are the so-called promiscuous individuals or the fast ones mm-hmm. because their relationship to sex was was removed in a mature and responsible way because it was put upon them when they when and had their innocence removed mm-hmm. and we don't talk about that and that's one of the that's why i hate that terminology she's fast no something happened to that baby girl and no one has stepped in to fix it yet right because you don't just become fast you don't come out the womb i've, I've dealt with plenty of babies babies don't come out fast they're taught they're exposed Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of cleaning up to do and not even girls boys too Mm -hmm. there was a young man um at my job he was making fun of it um about it but he was talking about how he managed to have intimacy at a young age starting at 12 he was he was well endowed and he was intimate with his friends mothers Mm. And he's and he think he doesn't even realize that he was sexually abused. Fast forward, you know, he's speaking of this as what happened as a child, but he's an adult male, not in any real relationship with a woman and have children. So his whole concept of family is very different and tainted based on the experiences he had as a young boy. Who are these women? Right. Why are, are these women and men protected and within the cloak of the family without having a fucking big uh damn red cross on their chest? Stay the fuck away from them. They need to be publicly humiliated and removed from family life and function. Mm-hmm. But until we clean up 
I can see why he puts such a negative on sex because sex is the root of a lot of problems when it comes to the misuse of the activity and especially the molestation and the abuse happening to our babies. Absolutely. So it's pitiful, according to him. He said our sexual activities as described um, as far as non-white people practicing them is pitiful because one, we don't we don't control the activity to protect the babies. We don't control the activity to make sure that the women and the men have strong family structures. It's like now everybody's chasing the bag and okay, co-parenting. It's like the, 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 the idea of, and I get it because us sisters, we got a lot of issues. And if you haven't heard us before, you can listen to our first 20 episodes where we talk about all of the negatives that black women bring into the relationship and then we go into the um, what black men bring into the neg- into the relationship that is negative. So I know we have our issues. You got sisters who want traditional men, but they don't want to do traditional practices as far as cooking and cleaning. Honey, men want traditional women and don't want to do traditional practices as far as working and bringing home that goddamn bacon. Exactly. So it's like, you know, we each have, you know, like you said, we each have our fucked up set of... Um, mindsets that we are bringing to this thing that need to be worked on long before you even get into this thing with one another work on yourself yeah exactly and what mr nelly fuller he said he questions us what are the three things that you should definitely not do in regards to sexual intercourse because he's encouraging us as sister kahawia mentioned what's qualifying you not only to choose your mate what qualify you to even engage in the activity? Mm-hmm. Are you mentally, emotionally prepared for such act? Are you responsible enough to deal with the repercussions after it? Because if you know you want a full-term longevity relationship, you can't be choosing men that want something temporary. It's not his fault that he told you he don't want more, but you think you're going to fuck him so good he's going to want different. Right. And not even that. Also, if you truly are looking at this person and you cannot see yourself procreating with that person, don't even have sex with them because we know that sex causes procreation. Now, not every time, right? Things happen or but we know for a fact that procreation comes from sex. So if you don't see this person as a father or as a mother, do not have sex with them at all. Kind of not. Don't have sex with them. Don't even give them that part of your energy. It's not worth it. Yeah, 100%. Having these disgruntled ass people creating disgruntled ass children. And no. Yeah. And bring it. My mom always says, and it's a little harsh, but she's like, too many of these women should have had abortions. Because you're bringing children into this world that you don't want. You emotionally, socially, physically, financially neglect them. Now they become adults and they are a hindrance to society because Mm -hmm. no one wants to deal with a grown, fucked up person. It's like what what you do with them. And then when you listen, it's like some people are gone. You don't even know how to reel them back. And non white folks, we ain't got the resources to reel them back. So the white people are responsible for that. Mr. Neely Fuller said, and he reminds us in this chapter as well, any 
issue that non-white people have with each other, it is the white supremacy, white supremacist man and woman who are responsible because they are in control of everything that is happening. They can stop it tonight. All the injustices of the world, they can stop it tonight if they wanted to. But guess what? They don't want to. And the sad part is we not making them. True. Because we saying, I'm okay, I got my degree. I'm okay, I got my man. I'm okay, I got my business. It's like, what ha can can we shine some light for the things that they already done? They owe, they got a bill that they owe, motherfucker, make them pay. True. They owe a big ass bill and it keep growing. And who cares? We don't know how they're going to pay it, but at least make it known that they got to pay. Mm -hmm. Like they give us these final notices. We need to get them some notices too. It's your turn to pay. Right. Mr. Nelly Fuller, he suggests that when you are about to go into sexual experiences, you should, one, make sure you check in on a person, medical and health um, protection. You know, make sure you're protecting yourself and checking on their history. I know when I was the now that I'm older, I've been taking my men to the hospital. We get that's a date. We both get checked out and share our results. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing you know, just to make sure. And honestly, you still gotta do it in six months later to make sure because the HIV system, I mean, right now they got medicine to hide it and all of this crap, but it does not hurt to be constructive to check in. He also mentions that we need to have, you know, the emergency protection for yourself or for another white person. I guess that's the condoms. He said to reveal any sexual experiences that involve a white person. Honey, because like because you need to tell us. Tell listen, if you're gonna tell it, tell that part. So, tell that part too. What you, you saying? Yep. Because that tells a lot about your mindset. If you white, no, if you if a if a black man is sexually intimate with a white woman, that's that's that tells you a lot about him. Mm -hmm. It tells you a lot about him. It tells you where he has gone, what he will do, and not to say that he's a bad person, but it just gives you some perspective on his psyche. Because when a man inserts his body into you, he that's his energy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna speak for all women, but for myself. When I'm intimate with a man, I care. I then begin to care about what he's doing, where he's going, what he want to eat. Like, you know, I, I have a connection to him, a connection that I wouldn't have without that intimacy. So it's important if that affects you. Some people don't have that connection, but I know I have that attachment. So I have to be very careful of who I share my body with because when I try to do it the opposite way, which is, oh, it's just an experience. You let go, you enjoy life. I'm in fetal positions, crying. I mean, I can do both. <laughs> However, being constructive about my life has led me to not want, like, not just wanting the experience, but sometimes you do, right? Yeah. But also with that, I'm still very careful to choose people that if they made me a mother... I would be okay with that person because I've already vetted this person before I had sex with them. So it's not just a, oh, shit. 
I'm pregnant. What do I do now? And I then this motherfucker, I don't even like him. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I've already put myself, um, I've already given myself enough reason to trust your leadership or trust you as a parent to to where even if we didn't come together as a unit, we could co-parent effectively. So exactly. and these are things that I consider long before you get into my bedroom. No, and I'm glad you mentioned that because me as a woman who have two children, two baby fathers, they're both excellent fathers to their children. A hundred percent and I have their only children. They have I bear their firstborns and they are great dads now they ain't good to me they're not good for me in partnership but i was very aware of who i decided to lay with and that part is very true because having children and then the the parents are not around that part is we can't have no more that and that's that can be controlled that we can actually control and see who would be there you know unless death take them because we have no control over that Mr. Nilly Fuller, he also encourages us to check in before we engage in sexual experiences as to your involvement with homosexuality and to always be on the opposing end. Because if you have if you are with somebody that you're about to be intimate with and they cool with, with homosexuality, he's like, he's not saying it in this space, but it's like, yo, that, that's a flag right there. Hun. That's not something you want to engage in, maybe, because that anti-sexual sh- is not something that we should practice. It doesn't make sense to non-white people of systems of justice. What he said, he said, how does it make regular sex better? Yeah. How does it enhance? Like, does it enhance? And if so, how does it enhance what already exists? Because if it doesn't make make better what already exists then why do it? are you doing it yeah and i love when he if you look at um shout out to carlito on way um hiphopcartoons.net he does a cartoon rendition where mr nilly full is like all right well since it's better you saying homosexuality is better go on stage we all sit in the audience and we gonna watch you do what you do the homosexual act Funny. So you right <laughs> Um, he even goes in like well what qualifies you know like what are the acts that qualify it to even be this homosexuality thing like Uh can anybody do it or does it just take like one thing or you know honey he got the questions for you child Mm -hmm. if you ever don't have an answer always ask the question exactly all the questions and he was like, look, y'all do that, and then we do the regular way and compare and see what look better. Honey, and then he said, well, if you're going to do that, well, I stop there. <laughs> well, if you, you know, you get tired of having sex with the men. Now you want to have sex with a bear. Because <laughs> yeah. where does it end? Where, where does it end? Now that you open up this Pandora box, where because things, there needs to be rules, or we're going to have chaos. So where are the rules in this? And it makes sense because we, now we we're fucking kids, yeah. animals. Now we, what else is going to happen? So he's right. I, I I totally agree with that. The last he says that he suggests that we should check in when before people are already fucking fruits and vegetables. 
child. Yeah, that that too. And making pussies and dicks. What was the woman? What was it? It was like, I don't know if the show was like The Strangest Way to Die or whatever that show was, but this one woman, she masturbated with a carrot and the carrot pricked her, pricked her um her inner wall and she bled out to death. Mm. Yep. It's just too much. Too much. A carrot. That, that was nature. That was the most high saying, bitch, you got to go. You got to go. Because <laughs> you lost your brain computer. White woman, too. She done caught the rabies in the in in, in the pineal gland. She got to go. <laughs> got to go. We're not doing this no more. In the in the calcified pineal gland at that. Yeah. So they Mr. Nilly Fuller, his last suggestion in relation to what you should ask before sexual experiences is to encourage and promote honesty between the non-white person and the, and the person you agree to have sexual intercourse with. And I think that's a key factor because when you are intimate with somebody or when you choose to be intimate, honesty needs to be clear and understood. Honesty mm -hmm. as to how far we're going with this. Is this just going to be a seasonal thing or is this going to be a long-term thing? You know, do you have a wife? Do you have a husband? Am I going to be connected to somebody else after this experience? What are we talking about? What are we doing? Because that this having these serious conversations before engagement dissolves the conflict that can arise when there's miscommunication and misunderstandings and expectations are not met because we weren't clear and understanding so no longer is the time of just oh he look cute all right that's it that time has passed if you want to ensure you live in a constructive life without drama and you are full of peace because this i mean girl it's so much happening in the sex world that i'm not privy so i feel like a child to it i have a sister friend who's very much liberal in her sexual endeavors and she's going to these sex clubs mm-hmm Orgy Fest, where is a very private inv invitation where they invite her to, and I'm not speaking negative on it because she's a good sister. I have nothing, I'm, who am I to judge? I'm just sharing the experience that she shared it with me. Mm -hmm. But it's a, it's a safe space for you to go to, you know, it's like a, imagine a lounge, but instead of listening to music and drinking only, you also are able to engage and they have code words of how of when to engage when to release mm -hmm. and it's just like a whole new world and she has decided after being in a marriage with a man who mistreated her she tried to counsel him and heal her heal him he did her dirty drained her accounts drained her energy she divorced him and now she only feels safe to engage in intercourse in these worlds because there's an understanding and a level of respect of all that is in their arena there's no disrespect there's no belittling there's no insulting there's no lying everyone knows what they're doing so it's an agreed experience that she engaged in and i was like wow you know i don't i don't i i don't know how to speak on it to say yay or nay because i haven't been a part of the world but it works for her i'm not gonna hold you i so i think the part about it is too right so like you said the honesty part and it's the agreement part for me right if if because it's just like any other thing 
now granted it's sex so some people may assume or may feel it's a little bit more grotesque but if we are in a space and we're able to agree this that and the third yada 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 and everybody upholds their agreement truthfully honestly all the things it's easier to move freely in that realm because you already know what the expectations are and you're already you know in agreement to the expectation now when you get in these situations where you know with the marriage or with the you know with a person and they saying one thing but they meaning something different and then you find out that you done said something that meant something different child that's a whole nother thing but also in those spaces where you sign in ndas it's very legal and motherfuckers ain't trying to be sued and the people many of the people that attend those ordeals do not want to be found out so they gonna keep the rules yeah, they can't keep up with the, yeah. you know, with the agreement that they had agreed to. Like, and it's, you know, and it's, it's held a very respectable space. Yeah, because people now you have a group holding each other accountable versus you just dealing one person who lie, and you ain't got, you know, you just hope they telling the truth, but she, there's no built-in accountability. So I see where it makes sense for her because she's been constantly encountering people, individuals that feed her fairy tales and mm-hmm. she's like i don't want to do it no more and she married a fairy tale and it was like you know what i'm done with this so she need she wants to be able to have her experiences and then dip off and get back into her work world and then know that she has a safe space to encounter so it's a, it's it's, de- it's definitely different very much so constructive because all of the points that mr nilly fuller had mentioned save the homosexuality because i don't know if that's not allowed or allowed in that arena i'm not certain but all the other suggested um questions to ask prior because i mean the the issue the biggest issue with most sex especially when it comes to the black woman and sister kahawi mentioned it is that the non-white female she tends to be belittled and insulted Mm-hmm. And that's and that part right there is where sex becomes dysfunctional. And, and you got it to the point that you got some sisters, once they have that experience, they don't know how to come out from that. Now they think that's who they are. I don't I don't deserve better because I've had this experience and it wasn't favorable. Or, you know, brothers used to sneak up on girls, especially young girls who didn't have um, anyone to tell them what to do, how to protect their bodies. You know, they get trains run on them. Mm-hmm. They come up from that. They're, they, especially if they hold it a secret because they're embarrassed to tell their family, embarrassed to tell anybody. So the boys go around and talk hard. And the sisters that are aware call her fast, talk horribly to her. Now, this woman has to find her worth in that. This young, excuse me, this young lady or this young sister has to find her worth in that. It's tough. Yeah. This is why we need to understand, we need to pour love on each other and be mindful who are we operating as because when you call a young sister fast or she, you know, her fast tail or you even a young man or a man, a brother engaging in the orgy over a a woman, you acting like a white man. You pretty much might as well wear the white robe because you are hurting your family. I would never. Even if I you would, put that white robe, the white folk gonna show, gonna burn it. <laughs> Let's get your black ass. What you think? 
where you think you at, who you think you is, what the fuck you think you doing. Yeah. Yeah. Because Mr. Nelly Fuller, he's reminded us that many of the derogatory, belittling, de- devastating, and totally harmful things that right, racist white men and women have done to non-white females and non-white males have been in a relationship of sex. And not for nothing, now that I think about it in that light, and it just in this conversation, this thought just came to mind. Those white women that, you know, uh, accuse brothers of rape after they didn't get they they didn't get the relationship they wanted when they fucked them. Good yeah. for you. Cause what you doing fucking her? Yeah. You had no business going over there. Nope. And Dr. John Henry Clark said it best. You will never attain your freedom between the legs of a white woman. So if you want to go, if you want to go over there with them, stay over there. And ain't no back and forth, homie. You done revoke your card. (laughs) And when I say stay over there, I mean stay over there. When you encounter police brutality or any fucking thing, don't be calling for your mama. (laughs) <laughs> and don't be calling for the congregation of black women to come in and rally for you and run up troops for you. Stay over there. Call call on your white woman. Yeah. Yeah, because we have a way, we we have a tendency to fuck over our own before we fuck others. We will at work curse somebody out that's non-white, but let the, a white person do the same bullshit to you. You'll be a little careful with your thoughts. Yeah. Mr. Nelly Fuller is reminding us that this is a problem. We tend to regard and desire white male and females more than we do ourselves because they are the dominant race. Now, this doesn't apply to everybody because I damn sure be not caring. I shouldn't say not caring, but I have a higher level of concern and love for black brothers and sisters than I do for whites. Because I see what they have done to us. So I try to lead by example of just putting the, the, the humanity back into our into our culture code to remember that we are not each other's enemies. We don't got you don't gotta deal with somebody but still love them. I remember listening to this elder, he spoke of how it, prior to slavery, there were, you know, two sisters who were they had their own separate kingdoms or villages that they were in control of but they didn't get along they didn't like each other and one of the sisters she got hurt and she needed help and her sister came over helped her got a nurse her back to health and then went back to not liking her (laughs) you know you can you can be there when when the time is needed but then you can go back into your separate space but you we the biggest component of the story is remembering we're not supposed to harm each other Mm-hmm. destroy each other because the freedom is is here for us to take we just don't practice it we're not we're choosing to live as a slave Child. so and and the fact of the matter is that many of us don't even realize that we are one because we are enamored by things enamored by things mr nilly fuller he reminds us again that until racism is replaced with justice and correctness, there's certain things that we should always be mindful and doing. And he said that we should practice never saying anything to other non-white people that's not true. If you don't know something, say you don't know it. Don't act like you know something to look good. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Do your best to continue to be constructive in all engagements. Do your best to only have sexual intercourse and engage in sexual play with other non-white person, especially of the opposite sex, and do not whatsoever engage in any anti-sexual behavior whatsoever. He said, do not produce any offspring by any means or adopt any non-white offspring. For the white woman, this is who, who we talking to. Exactly, for the white. And guess what? Ain't that something, a common thing that white people do? Honey, they, they love it. They trophy black children. And, and, turn, and them, turn them into the opposite sex. Yeah. So. Especially the boys. They quick to put a dress on them. I forget the white woman who the the, the the boy was crying. He didn't want to wear the dress. She broke mm -hmm. him into wearing the dress. I, can't, I don't remember. Her. I don't even know her name. But I feel like I know her damn face. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a damn shame in what they're doing to us. I, I mean, I, I, I feel good out of this entire book because I, I pretty much am in... Um, alignment when it comes to the sex category, especially with not engaging in the anti-sex or even having the desire to be with white men. I've never been with a white man, don't ever plan to be with a white man. And that's just because I stand on the shoulders of my ancestors, of my matriarchs. They used us as toilet bowls. Why will I give them myself to him willingly now? Yeah. It just don't make sense. It never made no sense. But you know what? Our people ain't big on making sense. <laughs> Too many of us are not big on making sense. No. We big on making C-E-N-T-S. No. Yeah. Dollars and cents. And, that's and, and you know, it's crazy because a white person, and you got non-white people saying, well, you know, if they have a good family, they should be able to take in a non-white child and it's like no they should sponsor the family and heal the family of the child that needs the home honey keep that child with it in its natural damn habitat yeah they always want to take some shit and rearrange it and i'm telling you what they done did to the dog they trying to fucking do to us i swear that that is my conspiracy i really feel like it because the damn dog they done mutated if you read anything about the domestic dog, there's not one pure breed to begin with. Second, they fucking bred them, crossbred them so much. No domestic dog have their ancestral memory to live on its own by itself and for itself. Listen, is they trying to do it or they already did? Because many of us ain't got far from the dog. We. <laughs> And I think they, that is exactly what they are trying to but do. We have human conscious deciding to be the lap dog. Yeah. Yep. Because we got that bag. Honey. <laughs> and, and all that is a leash, honey. Child. It's just a long fucking leash. Hey, but you can't go so far with it unless you get permission. It's a damn shame. The dog and the non-white person. That's a whole that's a whole topic right there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Mr. Nelly Fuller, you know, back to that tragic arrangement that we just shared. You know, it's it's important that we understand that it's just tacky for us to in, 
to even consider having any type of sexual intercourse during the existence of white supremacy. I mean, like, Mr. Nilly Fuller, he is really against sex. <laughs> listen, listen, and you know, his suggestion, I'm good on it though. And, and you know what I understand because when you come, see, when we speak on, because I would like to pride myself that my, my sexual encounters were well thought out. You know, I choose my men for purpose, for deeper purposes than just busting nuts. Mm -hmm. You know, I was constructive in my process, but that's me how trying to hoot, toot my own horn, but I am not just me. I am us. We are we. So in the we category, it makes sense how in total we are indecent and hypocritical and perverted and pitiful and primitive and silly and wasteful and tacky and trashy in relation to our sexual connection with each other as a whole. Mm -hmm. Because the babies aren't protected. The women are insulted. The men are out here just exploiting their seeds. I, I even hear, and I mean, I work with men who agree with Nick Cannon having the, the amount of children that he had not committing to any woman, but having the amount of children so he can escape, which I just learned. I have to do my own research, but this is from hearsay. He he purposely had that many children so that he can escape paying so much child support. Because after a certain amount of money, there's a cap where it can't go but so much. Child. And brothers are saying that that's a good idea. Maybe they should do the same. So the value system of the woman the value system of the man has been reduced down to our sexual energy and our source of of in our tool of money, which mm -hmm. is insane. We are really, really backwards, y'all. We got a lot of cleaning to do. And it starts with just what our perceptions are. Like, how do you, how do you, if you're, if your parents or your ancestors, or that you love and adore, if they could see you now, would they be proud? Are you representing them well? Yeah. I would like to say I am. And that's what, that what steers me to make the choices that I make. And I hope you brothers and sisters who are listening to this show, that you take the chances that you have today because your present day is not promised tomorrow. So what are you, how are you making up? Your get... present day ain't even promised tonight. <laughs> so every minute needs to be constructive. Yeah. And appreciate it at the end of the day. And keep it real. If it don't make sense, don't force it to make sense. Because you're trying to appease somebody else. Yeah. Because the people that I know in my life who are in the LGBTQAI community, they turned that way. They chose that alternative lifestyle from pain. And because that pain has not been resolved, they just managed it and created something different. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't like that they went through that pain and I don't have the knowledge to know how to solve that problem for that pain not to exist. But I'm not going to normalize homosexuality knowing where it derived from. Yeah. 
So it's a lot. It's heavy, heavy on our soul. Those are all little notes that I got. So I, I've been listen. I'm done with this first part. Okay. <laughs> when we come back, we are going to do two eighty seven to three oh seven. Two eighty seven to three oh seven. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's a good stop. Right before. Perfect. Okay, so I got that in my book. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we love and appreciate some of y'all. <laughs> yeah, enough of y'all. Enough of y'all. And we but have to say that, right? Because you because know. I ain't in no love with no pedophile. You out here raping and mistreating women and pet and, and fucking kids. Fuck you. And I hope you die tonight. Listen, I love for that shit. I'm sorry. No. So that's why I say some of y'all. So if it don't apply, let it fly. And with that, later y'all. Yeah. Trying to figure out where I belong. I said, just live 
survive, I like you, like you dancing in the mirror. I said, just survive, I like you, like you dancing in the mirror. Nobody is watching, so it's round and round you go. Nobody is watching, so it's round and round you go, you go, you go. I fall about the map, but like the trap, I keep on going. I gotta keep it pushing, resilience in me, I know this. Blood thicker than the water, you hear me? I cannot breathe. Build them fences like them cages, but there ain't no stopping me. Just turn it up. Yeah. So you know the vibes, yeah. Look at my eyes, yeah. A lot of they hate me, they try to negate me, but low at his prime, yeah. You cannot deny, nah. There's not many like him, nah. See, I get the bag and I double the double like four at a time, yeah Never talk about it, be about it Triple up on all the profits, nigga Reinvest into a black business Ain't got time to second drive with ya Innovation at its finest, though But they will never get the vine picture Trying to surf the wave and never grind with ya Never get the grains so they can ride with ya Let me surf my surf Ballin' ballin' for that triple-double Noble, 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 noble Shorty, batty, body, batty, cracker Tear the blocker with that blinky blocker Show them how to flip a stack on it Rollie, 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 racks on it They spend that money on foolery What you do? I doubled up on the up on the bag I just, just came up on the five I just, just came up on the Five, five, I 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 just came up on